this is Crystal from Irma, South Carolina, and you are listening to the Tom Nardone Show. I hate you, Tom Nardone. It must be nice to be able to sit on your ass and have the whole world love you while you brag about being a lazy, cynical, self-centered bastard. But I guess as long as people keep eating it, you'll keep serving it up, asshole. Well, Crystal, I must admit, that is my hope. And I am the luckiest asshole in the world. But in the meantime, welcome everyone to the Café de la Tom. Where we only serve leftovers. Tom Nardone here, pioneer innovator, finding ever new ways to disappoint women around the world. Welcome to the show. I'm here with Hi everybody. Y- with Yvonne. Uh... How are we doing today, Yvonne? I just want to give a little shout out to Crystal. Um, if you could just friend me on Facebook, that would be great. Okay. Thank you for the bumper. Well, okay, good. She's a sassy good, girl. Good for you, uh, Crystal. Got you a a new uh, friend. Yeah. Good. Or an uh, ally. <laughs> you know, and that's... Hey, you know what? Um, I don't... I am not even fighting the urge to call her a whore no she's just passionate about big, i'm not angry that's all. she you know what she is a listener of our show we incite passion she just why would people listen to it? she doesn't like it i don't she, I, I, I don't think she's still listening i don't like think it. you're gonna get yeah. a friend request from crystal i i don't think she's gonna do it i don't think it's gonna happen i don't know she may agree with me. oh well but anyway uh crystal thank you very <laughs> very <laughs> much for the bumper your your wonderful voice is forever etched into what is the Tom Nardone show and thank you <laughs> like for that a so no matter what i am as bad as i might be you are now a part of it small but you're a part of it crystal <laughs> um we kind of did a change up before the music started on the show so we were going to do a show just on general uh, vicarious living through others, and now you want the entire show, which we could fill more than one show. Oh, absolutely. To be on that recurring character from my blog, who I would not do a show about until my book came out. And boy, my book's out, and here we are at your request doing. Chasing kites. Doing the Brody Bricker uh, show. Yeah, your uh, sociopath best friend from the second grade. Yeah, it was second grade through, I guess, the sixth. Wow. Uh, yeah, the sixth grade. It was quite a while. Uh, but that, you know, and, you know, I never really thought about it before. But being, you know, an ADD or ADHD blogger and, you know, doing the podcast here. And, you know, since most of my friends are, you know, doing the same thing or hanging out and saying, I'm here. I hear so much about, you know, this disorder, that mental, you know, whatever. I'm really curious, uh, you know, what was wrong with, with, on a serious note, I'm actually quite curious what was the matter with this kid, this friend of mine. Um, I, I can't imagine. I mean, it's, it's so many things and, uh, you know, if, you know, if there's any coaches or doctors out there who, you know, listen to the show and admitted, admit that they listen to the show, mm-hmm. I would really appreciate if you could, uh, send me a note or, or leave me a comment on the show page, uh, about, what you think of Brody Bricker and what his problem might have been because you know to be honest with you I don't have a a clue yeah. uh what what it was it's I mean there's 
I'm sure there's some, some kind of personality disorder. I mean, there's probably sure, enough. But, there's uh, probably enough acronyms and acronyms and that he had that you could probably just you know hit all the ABCs with it. I mean, it, I'm sure he was OCD and I'm sure ODD. he was <laughs> ODD and AD. I mean, you know, whatever. But uh, bipolar maybe. Uh, but anyway, he was my best friend. Uh, I met him in the third grade when he he uh, stood up for me on the playground and that's kind of how we got started turned out he lived in the neighborhood across from me so we did get to hang out a lot uh now you know he he seemed to be happiest when he was making other people's lives uh miserable not mine Mm -hmm. just strangers he was never mean to you he was never mean to me Mm -hmm. uh he he i know he really didn't like his dad uh at all and he he was nice to his mother, but he didn't respect it. He just he did whatever he wanted to do, and I think and I actually uh, wanted to thank uh, Terry Matlin. I was able to speak with her on the phone uh, one day about this because you kept bugging me about putting the Brody Bricker chapter in the book, mm-hmm. and I didn't think it fit. Well, it was a big As part of your I, life. Well, it was, and but you know it. I guess I was still defining what the book was going to be at the time or whatever, but. I did want the chapter in there, but I couldn't figure out how to work it in there. And Terry and I talked about it, and I think we came up with a pretty good plan. Uh, so, thank you, Terry, uh, for that. So, any so when you guys uh, enjoy the Brody Bricker chapter, you can thank Terry Matlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I think the thing was with that is why it was that I was so drawn uh, to this person, and I believe what it was is that you know i lived a life of fear i was afraid of everything and there was no fear in Brody bricker at all no fear at all uh, he operated and did everything that he did without any fear of being caught any and he never did get caught i mean never? i mean it, rarely really and when he did he always got out of it he never when i was when i knew this kid he never got in any real uh trouble um, you know, I'm just going to start off. I'm just going to talk about him a little bit and tell some of the things that he did. Uh, now, for, but before I do that, let me just say one thing. I think, I think just to let you know the, the situation, I, was, I, I always went places with Brody because his parents did not trust him. And it's like, uh, I guess it's like if Eddie Haskell's parents wanted the beaver to be you know, mm-hmm. always with Eddie Haskell. That because they Beaver was a good kid and Eddie Haskell was a, a well a lot like Brody Bricker. Uh he's always getting into trouble. <laughs> a lot worse. If yeah. you watch Leave It to Beaver. Yeah. Uh I was I guess the Beaver. And it, the thing was they trusted me. They knew I was a good kid. They knew that I wouldn't get into any trouble. Uh and they hoped that I would rub off on Brody Bricker, which of course never really happened. Uh but you know, be that as it may, we one time went to Hilton Head, uh, South Carolina. Is that in, that is in South? Yes. Okay. I know it was Hilton Head, and we had a con uh, rented a condo. His mother took us both down there for the week, and we were actually the manager. It the way this ended is the manager came to the hotel, knocked on our door, mm-hmm. and told us that we were to leave the hotel immediately. We wow. be, because somehow. Uh, there had been reports about a lot of the stuff that was going on. Uh, one of the, and this is, 
I, I'm going to go ahead and tell this story, and I, I'm, I know it's in the book because this was so hard to to write to explain exactly what the logistics of of what he did were. But I think it's going to be a little easier to explain. But we when we got there, the first thing we did is went to get in the ocean. Now, I'd never even seen the ocean, and I wanted mm-hmm. to go swim in it, and so we went there. And we were out there swimming for a couple of hours, and finally Brody gets uh, uh, he he has to go to the bathroom. He has to go make a number two. Oh, yeah. So he says, "Come on, Tom, I, I got to go to the bathroom." That's you know, we didn't want to get split up because we we didn't know our way around. So we w- walked back across the beach, which was pretty like wide beach. I mean, there's a lot of mm-hmm. sand there. We finally got up to the parking lot, and you know. It was just a really long way back to the hotel. This was a giant, giant hotel resort. Yeah, it's kind of an affluent area. Yeah, and it was, yeah. I mean, everything was wooden. It was like wooden decks all over. I mean, it was, it was really beautiful. And there was a golf mm-hmm. course there if you're into that. But uh, whatever. So we are walking across the parking lot, and Brody's like, I am not walking all the way back to the room. He goes, this is stupid. So he starts checking car doors. Uh, to see who might have been an unfortunate enough son of a bitch on that particular day that would have left their car unlocked. So we finally get to one, and it's unlocked. And it's this really nice uh, Cadillac. I don't know what the model was, but it had that weird-looking trunk on it. Right. That, that went down really mm-hmm. sudden, like how it was back in the 80s. But anyway, Depends. he got in... He 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 got in... The, the front door was open. He opened the back seat door... And he went into the car, and then he says, Tom, you might want to go stand over there, which I'm all for that. So I, I went way far away. I was far enough away, I kind of got a sense of what he was doing, but I couldn't see any specifics, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So he takes his pants off in the back of this parked car in the middle of the parking lot. He puts his feet on the, the you know the, the edge of the seat, and then he puts his ass on the little headrest on the back seat. And he just opens the bomb bay doors and lets it go. And it was absolutely the most horrid thing I have ever seen. It and Was it, it loud? No, I couldn't hear anything. But then the smell oh, uh, actually reached me as far away as I was. And I was like trying to walk out of its path and I couldn't seem to do it. He was in there laughing. I am freaking out thinking we are going to get caught busted. and busted within the first two hours of being in Hilton Head. And he is in there shitting in a Cadillac. So he finally gets done. Jeez. And, but then I'm thinking, oh, crap. He's, he's probably going to, you know, he, he hasn't done, you know, his paperwork. You know, he, he's got to. Right. Yeah. Okay. I understand so, so anyway, I'm thinking, so what do you, and he goes, hold on a minute. So then he, he closes the, the back door. Oh, and by the way, when he was back there, he got. The smell got to him. So he's also throwing up. Oh, no. Yeah, at the same time. Oh, and gross. And was laughing about the fact that he was throwing up and, and shitting. That's psychotic. Yeah. Well, anyway, so after that, he close, gets out and closes the door. Then he gets in the front door. And that, that was his method for wiping. So he takes and basically straddles the front seat. And the lip of the front seat, you know, where your legs go down. Oh, to, oh. He begins dragging his ass across it. You know, just to 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 <laughs> rake it out and get so he got finished and uh, I'm telling you he closed the the front door of this Cadillac. He had both doors open so he could go in one side through and out the other side. And he closes both doors and he goes, "All right, you want to go back and do some more swimming?" 
<laughs> I mean, he said it like you'd come out of a porta potty, you know, or out of a men's restroom at, an, at anywhere. I mean, like, any he he said it like it was like like it's nothing. He wasn't even. He, he wasn't was, reveling in it or no, nothing. No, he was laughing so hard while it was happening, he couldn't even stand it. But after it, he, he was like completely at ease with himself. Wow. So to speak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that... So that was the start of your vacation. That, yeah, that was the beginning. But then he got into doing other stuff like... I, and not not everything he did was, you know, crazy over the top. Now, he there was a bunch of decorative mason jars in our hotel room. And... Brody thought it would be funny to fill them up with water and just toss them off of the back porch into the parking lot. Was it on a balcony? Or? Yeah, we were like on the third, fourth, fifth floor or something like that. Could have we're way up somebody. high. Well, yeah, I mean, it was at night, and I mean, he could see where he was throwing them. He just, he just wanted to watch them bust. You know, when they hit the ground, you know, figured maybe a car will get a flat tire and he can watch them change it. I mean, that that would that would bring him joy. You know, I mean, just seeing anybody's life being put on hold or inconvenience. I mean, did you try to stop him? You know, I, I kind of picked my battles with him. There were certain things that I had to just know, no, no, no. You know, I, I, mean, I, I don't remember any what any of them are, but I do remember, you know, raising, saying, no, no, no. That's, you know, there's just no way. But he, what he then would start doing was to not tell me what he's going to do or what he's planning. He just, I, I would learn of it when everybody else did. You know, he just so uh -huh. he, so he got around that. But you know, there were a lot of times I and I, I knew I couldn't stop him. And something like that is just minor compared to. I mean, he somehow got some, I think he actually got them and brought them on the trip with us because he had some uh, fireworks and he was aiming fireworks off of our back balcony into the dumpster. And he actually, uh, oh and he actually caught the dumpster on fire. And what was his mother I, during all this? Oh, she was at this point at that night with the uh, dumpster. I mean, she was asleep. Oh. Uh, there was, um, he, he got the, he got the dumpster on fire and I can't tell you how happy he was with himself to be able to get a chair and put it on the back porch and watch the fire department, you know, spraying water into this dumpster, knowing that he is the person who, who made that happen, oh my you know, uh, and I think, Okay, one real quick. When he was uh, when uh, shuffleboard, we went out to the the shuffleboard game they had there at the resort over by the pool. He uh, figured those discs would skip pretty well across the pool, and boy, they did. It only skipped once though. When he he threw a shuffleboard disc, there was a restaurant that had a a wall, a glass wall. On I mean, it was a giant piece of glass, and I'm telling you that piece of shuffleboard that he skipped, it it skipped out of the pool just ding the edge of the pool enough to get it to start spinning really fast and it went right towards that grass and it hit that glass and it just spider webbed and this piece of glass was a single piece of glass that was like it's, I, it, it seems like it was a single piece but it was like 15 feet uh, tall so you know, and about 30 white. feet wide oh it just went to white it just whoosh, I mean I mean that it went from clear to white did Brody run? Or we both he... ran oh you both ran yes we hauled ass uh, the, the, one night he went out to the, uh, every, every night he had a plan. Every single night he had a plan to do something. I think he was at the, they, uh, I think they, this one place had adult swim between like three and five. And of course he, we didn't know that we went over there to swim in the pool to get the salt water office. And the guy wouldn't let us in the pool because it was adult swim and we clearly weren't adults. So Brody and I went back to the room 
Later that night, he, of course, had a plan to get his revenge on the people who were running the pool. You know, how dare they allow the adults and the elderly an opportunity to swim without kids? Mm-hmm. So he, it's like one o'clock in the morning. We just snuck out of the room like we did every night. His mother went to bed very early, and we got all the way out there. Uh, he climbs the fence and then offers to unlock it to let me in, which I did not partake. I simply said, uh, I don't think I'm going to be involved in whatever it is you're doing. I'm going to go way far back here and watch you from a distance. That way, if you get caught, I can run and I don't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he expected that. Uh, but I had no idea what he was going to do because he wouldn't tell me. Because I would have tried to talk him out of this. I'm certain of it. But he starts pushing all of the lawn furniture that was, you know, conveniently had wheels on the back of them. And oh, just yeah. wheels everything right into the pool. Where were the adults? It was 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh. In the, oh. Yeah, stay with me. Oh, okay. It was 1 o'clock in the morning. And he puts every single lawn chair then he starts dragging tables, and I mean the tables with the umbrellas. Oh, God. Uh, the umbrellas proved to be too cumbersome, so he did uh, take those out of the tables and then just toss them into a pile. And then he went back for those when he was finished. And then, so basically, every table, every lawn chair, every, you know, everything is gone with the exception of one thing, and that was a concession stand. A miniature concession stand that they had there. I assume it was full mm-hmm. of all kinds of stuff. But he unchocked one of the wheels. Unfortunately, that too was on wheels. Unplugged it from wherever it was plugged in and wheeled it right into the water. The oh, whole thing thousands sunk. Thousands of dollars worth of damage. Oh, man. I can't even imagine. And he was laughing about it. And he, you know, held, you know, as like he's displaying it when he's finished, you know, holding his arms out. You know, saying, hey, look, it's all empty. You know, I did it. He was so proud of himself for having done this. And we just walked back to the room like, you know, I mean, I met up with him later. didn't that go against your morals or? I didn't do it. Yeah, but you were still kind of Uh, an accessory to the fact. Okay, look, I'll own that. I I admit, okay, I'm not saying I'm innocent in this. Being with Brody was just an opportunity to see what it would be like if I wasn't you know, I guess afraid of everything. And if I didn't just have a general hatred of strangers or people, I don't, you know, I don't know. I I can't really explain why it was just, he had this, it was just so amazing to see him operate without fear. You know, I mean, I was Mm -hmm. always, always, I wasn't even doing this stuff. And I, even after something got done, it like, I'd still be afraid. Even after it's clear we've gotten away, I'm still afraid. He's just moved on. He's moved on to whatever he comes next. I, he never got oh, into wow. it. Uh, the, we were coming back from the movies one night. It was a midnight movie. We, it was at the house, and we snuck out and went to the midnight movies. On the way back, he sees this construction site. And he begins, uh, he, he, we actually found a baseball bat. This is what gave him the idea. And then this construction site came along that we were as we were about to go walk up the hill to go through the woods. And he says, Tom, you're probably going to want to walk up the hill. I'm going to be a while. And I'm like, what? He goes, just go. I'll be back mm. in a minute. Well, he went into that building. And I ran up that hill. And I, I'm in the woods behind a tree. If, no one would have seen me. If, if any cops showed up, I was going to be home before he was. You mm-hmm. know. So... I hear this glass breaking, and it occurred to me that's him. He there was a a a real a, this straight 
uh, apartment complex. Two, it was a townhouse. It was upstairs, downstairs. They had obviously not put the inner walls in there yet. Um, so he took a baseball bat and broke every single window out of this place, front and back, and then he started on the drywall, just just beating holes and destroying the, the drywall that had been put up. How do you have that kind of energy? I mean, you know, I'll tell you what. He was t- when he got. He goes. You know what? I didn't. I couldn't finish all the drywall work. You know. I mean, he was <laughs> like he was working. I mean, he was covered in dust and was absolutely exhausted. I mean, he was exhausted from destroying what must have taken weeks, thousands of dollars, and hundreds of man hours. I mean, to 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 build for for just for his own amusement. Okay, uh, and on the way out, he grabbed a uh, a bag that he found, and he pulled all the quick disconnects out of the air conditioner units, which I have no idea how he even knew about that yet. Those are I don't, expensive, aren't they? I didn't learn about any of those until I got a house. Yeah. I didn't know what they were. But he pulled them out. He goes, yep, you can say goodbye to these air conditioners ever working again. He just threw the bag in the creek on the way through the woods. He didn't care. Just to, just to be mean. Just, just, yeah, just to be spiteful. Um, uh swimming was always something we tried to do like when i'd go at his house you know i had friends of mine in my own neighborhood they didn't like brody at all uh, i don't know why uh, they just didn't like him i didn't care i liked him so i hung out with him but if i was with you know with i was with brody it was like his friends his had swimming pools his next door neighbor they had no kids but this girl that he had met uh apparently had let him over to the house to swim a few times. Well, he calls up trying to, you know, ask if we can come over and go swimming. And she gave him some lame excuse, and he goes, I don't believe her. Let's walk over there. Well, he, mm-hmm. you know, he said something like, there's something wrong with the pool. And uh, we walk over there, and, you know, Brody, Brody and I see all these kids swimming in the pool and playing around and having a good time. We just weren't invited, or he wasn't invited. And he, got, he got really angry. He went there that night. Uh, I had no idea we were even doing anything. He just asked if you want to go for a walk. And he goes, hey, hold on one second. He goes over to the yard, like as if it were broad daylight, just hops over the fence, uh, does something to the pump, and then turns it on. What he had done is he rerouted the pump and was draining the pool. He drained (laughs) the pool and just left the pump run, so that thing just pumped all the water out into the street. And he came back out to the street, and I said, what did you do? He goes, hold on a minute. Sat there and waited for the water to finally get to where he could verify, yes, the pool is draining. And then we just kept right on walking like nothing ever happened. And no one ever, like, fingered him for the job? or No, because he he called the next morning to ask if we could go swimming that day. He knew the pool was drained, but only a person who believed they could go swimming... Uh, would have had no idea it was drained. Otherwise, why else would he? Uh, he did. He only called to ask if they could go swimming, for two reasons. One, to hear the expression on the girl's face when she was upset, you know, right. <clears throat> for having wronged him in that way. And of course, the other one was to make his story more, you know, believable. more believable. Right. Uh, um, his next door neighbor, though, we were camping out in his backyard one night, and he said he figures, well, hey, I'm gonna go jump in their pool. They're they're out of town. Come on, let's go. And I'm not doing it, of course. Uh, so he goes over there. He doesn't have his swim trunks, and you know his parents have locked the door, so he can't get back in the house. So he just climbs the fence, takes his clothes off, <clears throat> and uh, you know 
goes in and starts swimming, you know, real quietly, you know, and everything. Well, anyway, he was out there, and then the light mm-hmm. comes on out back. Apparently, mm-hmm. the lady of the house was coming out to take a a, a middle-of-the-night swim, I mean, of all the times to do it. I couldn't believe when that light came on, because he said they were out of town. Well, they weren't. Oh. He's He's sitting here... You know, he literally told me he was scared at this point because I mean he was five feet from this lady when she came and walked up and got on the diving board. As soon as she uh, got on the diving board and dove in, as soon as she dove in, he went darting up the ladder, and she did uh, see him and started <laughs> screaming bloody murder. Oh my gosh! He didn't want to run back to his yard because then they would have known who it was. He's covering his head up or whatever. He had to run into the woods. There was like three or four cop cars circling the streets of this uh-huh. neighborhood w- with their spotlights. I'm watching all this from a tent in the backyard. Like, where are you? Yeah. Oh. Thinking, is all this for Brody? <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, and it was. He finally came back all cut up with leaves and stuff in his hair. And he, he you know, tell, you know, he comes and jumps in the tent with me naked. You know, I'm oh, like, God. oh, God. You know, <laughs> anyway, uh, Ask me if I could have a sleep. Hey, yeah, here you can have anything you want. I'll, you know, I'll freeze. I don't care. I'll, I'll get eaten up. I didn't care. Whatever it was to make this naked man not naked who was next <laughs> to me was. I was, I was going to give him whatever he needed. Uh, but, and and you know what? I don't know. We got all this. I'm not going to finish these. It's just we'll do this on another show or, or something. I don't know. But I do want. There's one last one that I want to make sure uh, that I get in there, and we're still probably going to end up running long. But uh, it was the uh, we like I alluded to earlier when he destroyed the uh, the apartment buildings. You know, we did have to walk through the woods and then down this hill to get to the theater. But one of the other things that we would always do is we just cut through the woods and then we'd cut through this uh, this neighborhood through the backyard of this one house and then across the front and then you know across and then we'd get through the woods like that. But we always had to walk through this one backyard. Well, one afternoon, we were just going up there because we were bored, and we were going to go see a, a, a matinee movie. And there's a bunch of kids playing in the backyard with, on, with you know, they had a tree fort. And when I say a tree fort, I mean, it was like, you know, those tree forts that you see that it's like, wow, you know, like, kids did not build this thing. You know, this whoever built this knew what they Oh, it was nice. Yeah. Anyway, so these kids want to pick a fight with us, you know, and, you know, I'd never, I don't recall if I'd ever even been in a fight at this point, but, you know, I didn't want to get in a fight with these people, but they started up with us, and Brody was all for it. He he thought it'd be fun to beat the hell out of these kids, and he was beating the shit out of, like, two of them, and I don't remember, mm-hmm. I was in a fight with, anyway, the parents came out and ran us off, and, and, and we didn't get to see our movie, okay, and Brody mm-hmm. was very angry that we missed our movie. I mean, he was absolutely furious because he had stuff we had to do later that day we couldn't go back and see it uh Mm -hmm. so we get to the uh the end of the story with the the, that night i was spending the night with him and he says come on let's go i'm like what do you what do you mean what he goes we can't go see a movie i said there's no midnight movie on sunday and uh, he goes we're not going to the movies come on he goes let's go well he already had a bag ready to go outside Okay, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I didn't know what was in the bag. Uh, he just said just some stuff or whatever. So we're just walking through the woods, and I still don't know where we're. I said, "Where are we going?" He goes, "Tom, you know, I just want to go through. The, it's gonna be. Don't worry about it. It's okay." Well, we went back to that house where the tree fort was, and Brody says, "Tom, now you wait right here. Don't, don't come any further. 
he goes, you know. So he pulls, he opens the bag, and I'm not kidding, he pulls out a gas can with gas in it, uh, a lighter, and a piece of rope. And I'm like, what? No way, you can't, you know, you can't. He, he goes, don't, don't. He was already halfway to mm-hmm. the yard before I, you know, I couldn't stop him, you know, without risking getting myself caught. Yeah. Well, he goes up in that treehouse and he sticks his head out the window and says, Tom, they got carpet in here. I mean, he actually was, ex- I mean, <laughs> Admi- it was admiring their, it heart. was as nice inside this treehouse as it was outside. It was like a ho- it was like the Hobbit village. I mean, it was like a house <laughs> in the tree. Well, anyway, he didn't care. He, all he did was he took his bag. He emptied their refrigerator into the bag, all their snacks and drinks and stuff, and anything. He looted the place, basically. Uh-huh. And then he dumps gasoline all over it, okay? And then, uh, apparently, he had taken his rope, and he soaked that rope in gasoline. And this was about, you know, eight feet up in the air. So he had this piece of rope that was basically his fuse. So he got down there, and he goes, Tommy, he goes, now get ready to run. <laughs> oh, God. And... I mean, he. I didn't have to get ready when when I saw him come down and look at me. I started running. I mean, he, I heard him say it, but I was already in process of running. Well, he lit that rope and ran. And I mean to tell you, he did not expect this, but he really overdid it on the gasoline up there because it was like when that rope burnt and the fire actually got because he was coughing and everything when he got out of there because the fumes. But when that fire reached the treehouse, it just shot flames out of the windows like an action-adventure movie. I mean, it was insanely scary. Wow. And we were hauling ass. I mean, I've never... I mean, he ran faster than... He was so much faster than I was, it wasn't funny. He did not catch me in those woods. There was Uh no way he was going to get in front of me. I was going to get there home first. And on the way back home, I remember hearing... Uh, it was a pretty big hill that we had to run up and there was uh, fire engines and I saw red lights and blue lights and it was all kinds of stuff that was in this neighborhood um, the next we spent the night and I got up at like 7 o'clock in the morning and I'm still scared out of my wits about what happened the night before because you know the police had never been involved with it before it never really got to that point did you go back to the scene of the crime? no, no, I no. went home I went right home at 7 o'clock, I got up before anybody else did. I went straight home, and uh, I went went home. And my dad was watching TV, uh, and we are watching cartoons for a little while because that felt really safe, you know. And I, I was kind of starting to forget about it. And then uh, a commercial came on, and it was the, the news. Oh, wow. And this store, this was in the news. Is the, the fire, this treehouse fire was in the news. They showed a pictures of these kids crying uh-huh. uh their dad was like pissed off uh you know uh saying you know, i don't know who did it you know you know tell me i'm like oh god please don't say anything about you know kids going to the movies or anything like that you know he, he didn't uh but uh and dad says can you imagine a sick son of a bitch that would burn down some kid's treehouse and i'm just thinking <laughs> that's pretty pretty low dad you know would have died yeah. if they known what you were oh doing. yeah yeah well then the phone rings and don't you know it's brody calling to make sure that i know that what we were a part of made the news. He was so validated about that. Okay, oh my but gosh. and and that's you know it, we've been I I've been going on about him for a while and you know there's other actually there's a couple other stories here. I'm not going to get into them. I'll do them another time. I think I know they're both in the book. So if you've read the book, you've heard them. 
but anyway, uh, I don't uh, want to talk anymore about about Brody. That's, that's <laughs> we've we're at. It looks like we're at the thirty-two minute mark, uh, right there on show number twenty-six. Do we have anything we want? Oh, uh, hey, I do want to thank uh, Rick and Ava Green. Uh, oh, and yeah. and Gina Para also both of them okay. and and Deb Rowley, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people this week have been uh, very very receptive. Uh, I know I got a wonderful about picture the about the book. I got a wonderful picture from uh, Rick Green uh, and uh, Cody and I don't know who they. I think there might be his sons or his partners. I don't know, but anyway, Cody and all you guys that are reading my book, thank you for that. Thank you for uh, making a big deal about it, Ava. Thank you. Uh, also, uh, Deb has been uh, sharing it, every, you know, all over the place, and I, I appreciate that. And oh, Gina Para, oh, very, yeah. very ADHD roller coaster. She um, actually did put my uh, story on her her blog page. Uh, there's an excerpt from my book on her uh, blog page at ADHDRollerCoaster. Gosh, I think it's org actually. Anyway, there's there'll be a link to it on the show. Uh, to that story or and there there's tons of them on my facebook pages if you're there um Will there be a link to the book or yeah there's just... links to, yeah and, and look easiest way to get, um a couple of things somebody called me today wanting to know if we had a distribution center in the uk and we don't and you can have it shipped to the uk but it's like 18 dollars or something i mean that's just for the sh- i mean that's more than the book you know i mean it's just crazy well, i want to get the kindle version yeah so yeah. and look you know it the money part of this whole thing I don't have anything to do with it, and I don't really honestly care about it. So, but you know, if you want the hardback or the paperback, hey, great, do it. But you know, the, it's like three dollars for the the uh, Kindle or the PDF or the ebook. So you know, don't whatever it is. But uh, if you could leave a review of the book uh, on that page after you finish reading it, I'd also appreciate it. So you what can else? get it on uh, Redmond. Um, yeah, well. If you go to TomNardone.net, there's a link at the upper right and the upper left-hand corner that'll take you right to Redmond's sales page. So there, that'll be uh, that'll be that. And I think I don't think I think that's it. I think that's the I think that's the show. That's another that's show. It. That's, that's a wrap. That's, that's show twenty-six. Okay. Uh, Want to thank everybody for listening, uh, and also thank uh, what was that person's name that left the Crystal? Crystal, yes, Crystal. Thank you, my dear. <laughs> That was a fantastic bumper. Uh, Thanks for helping us get this one kicked off. Uh, I'm Tom Nardone. You're welcome. We'll see you next time. Thank you.